I, I actually saw the spoiler for the main event already, just like scrolling through social media because people are assholes. Saw it last night. Like people are posting it immediately. It's like, come on, man. It's not like it's a WWE pay-per-view where it's live. Well, it's live, but it's also three in the morning. Not everybody's staying up. So why are you posting that shit like that's why I tried posting everything from my page so you didn't see any notifications or anything coming through the page. I even muted Wrestle Kingdom and people were using different uh W did you you didn't do W the NJWK fourteen, did you? Yeah. I I muted Wrestle Kingdom, Wrestle Kingdom fourteen. Yeah, the the actual like the actual tweet or the hashtag for the event was new NJWK fourteen. Yeah, little did I know people wouldn't use Wrestle Kingdom at all and I muted that shit for no reason. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 63, Boot to the Face Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Rucker, with my co-host, Marty Vasquez, on this Wrestle Kingdom weekend. Marty, how you doing? I am doing fantastic. I think I got about three hours of sleep last night, got about two hours of sleep the night before, running on about 24 cups of coffee. I am fantastic. Why you been getting a lack of sleep? Why? Because motherfucking Wrestle Kingdom 14. That's why. So we'll hold off on Wrestle Kingdom to the end of the show. And we will hit on... Hold up. That, that's the only reason why I jumped on, man. I only want to talk about Wrestle I don't fuck WWE right now. It's all about w, or New Japan. That's all I want to talk about. Well, I mean, you want to... You want to I'm go just, do, I'm, I'm do just, something else and come back while I, <laughs> while I run over Raw, AEW, and Tomato? Because uh, NXT was pre-recorded this week, so there's no sense in talking about that. Yeah, I didn't watch NXT for that reason. Um, I watched Nobody Raw did. and AEW, but uh, <clears throat> I didn't watch SmackDown. Uh, came on late. Obviously, I was busy Friday night. Uh, we had our season premiere for the Nerdcast, so we did that. And then I had like a hour break to go running around get pick some dinner up before i got back to watch start watching the pre-show for wrestle kingdom night one um that took, took me to like five in the morning to finish that so um yeah i still haven't had any chance to finish or i haven't even chance to turn on smackdown yet i was gonna say you were i was talking to you that morning when i woke up i think and you were like yeah i'm watching it now I'm like, what but i forget i mean i don't forget but obviously it's a three-hour time difference, and I wake up early. But still, you were up late as shit. Yeah, I think there was a point where I think after the second match, I took like a twenty-minute nap, and then <laughs> I think I think the way it worked out is like, oh, two matches down, take a twenty-minute nap. Two matches down, take a twenty-minute. So by the time I got down to the end of the card, I think I was like an hour behind 
But uh, I was like, yeah, there's no way I was going to make it through straight through all that. And I was trying, I wanted to try to get done. So you had a chance to watch it in the morning before I went to work. Cause I didn't want, I knew I was going to be able to watch it at all during the day. Well, you know what you do is anytime you want a new Japan, uh, pre-recorded type thing if you're watching on delay anytime you want it to go a little faster you just fast forward through will osprey's match you don't miss uh, anything you had to fucking go there you, you don't miss anything go there you had to go there you don't so, miss anything like you know what you completely said we're talk takahashi's WWE. head on a drop kick <laughs> oh, best man. wrestler in the world my fucking ass get out of here <laughs> we'll talk about that later we'll talk about will osprey and everybody coming to his defense about that later um but yeah, let's go ahead and hit hit some of the high and low points of WWE this week on Monday Night Raw. The main thing was the maid or the wedding between Lana and Lashley. Why are you shaking your head? Go on, go on. I'm sorry. This is like I like it. I fell asleep the night before, and so when I got home on New Year's Eve, I was watching it while me and my wife were getting dressed, and I laughed the entire time. Like everything about it was. Okay, it's not wrestling or whatever. But, I mean, we sat through Hunter Hearst Helmsley date raping Stephanie McMahon, and y'all don't have a problem with that shit. And they're still married to this day from that. But nobody ever brings that up. We sat through Katie Vick and all that other bullshit. This is actually funny, and people just shit on it before they even... Hold on. So it has nothing to do with the fact of the wedding. That, that it's, it's entertainment. I don't have a problem with that whatsoever. Lana just annoyed the living hell out of me. Oh my god, I loved her. Like, it's like shut the fuck up. Like, that's the point. No, no, no. She was obnoxious, but it got it got it almost got to Vicky Guerrero annoying. Like that's, that's the how point. That's, no, fuck. That's exactly that's the point. That's why it annoyed the hell out of me. Okay, let me ask you something real quick. Vicky Guerrero, when it was happening live, you hated it, right? Yeah. And what happens now? Whenever you hear excuse me. Everybody my, pops. I cringe. Because everybody the hair, remembers. The hair, whatever hair on my arm I have fucking stands <laughs> up. My soul just like cringes in together. And it's like, fuck. This is, my ears explode. Great, that was a great comparison you just made. Because that's, that's exactly what this is. It's people are hating on it so much, not giving it a chance to actually realize that she's doing what she's supposed to be doing. And doing it very well. This is probably the best Lana's been on TV since she's got there. Besides, like, just trying to be, like. I'm, I'm not disagreeing with that whatsoever. I know she's doing what she's doing, and she's doing fantastic at it. It doesn't mean it doesn't get annoying. Baron Corbin. Fuck Baron Corbin. He annoys the hell out of me. Yeah, he's doing an amazing job. He's the best heel in the game. I respect that. Still, Wait, I thought fuck. MJF was the best heel in the game. <laughs> fuck MJF. We'll get to that later. <laughs> we don't really have to. Thank Everybody you. else okay. will talk about him. Little punk ass. Uh, so the wedding, the return of Liv Morgan, that for, for whatever reason, Marty, all your constituents online that watch wrestling, like all the smart marks, were pegging her as Sister Abigail, which I don't even know where that came from. Um, so, of course, everybody's predicting that, and now they're mad that she, and they're just like, oh, so she's just a hot lesbian blonde? Well, okay. Yes, please. Thank you. How, how much TV time was she getting before she became that, though? You wanted her on TV, and now she's on TV. She's in the main event segment of the first Monday, or the last Monday Night Raw of the decade, and it's not what you wanted, so you're bitching about it instead of just trying to give it a shot. Like, people are so impatient nowadays. 
Yeah. Um, I, I love the fact she came back in the way she came back. I love Liv Morgan. I did before she even left. Uh, I felt like she was the one that probably did that didn't get any kind of spotlight in the group and was the one that always took the pin and got the shit on um, in the Riot Squad. But no, I, I loved her returning the way she did. It was fantastic. I'm kind of upset about her gimmick change. I liked her old like style. She was a little different. I um, loved it. I loved that style. I remember the one time I noticed her was everybody was outside the ring, like all the women, and Stephanie McMahon came out, and her music was playing, and the camera panned to the Riot Squad, and the other two were standing there all serious, and Liv Morgan's just sitting there, like, dancing Stephanie's music, and Ruby Riot had to, like, grab it, like, bitch, calm down. What are you doing? She's like, oh, my bad. Like, I was she, feeling it. She totally had, like, a like a Harley Quinn yeah. like, attitude and, like, persona, like, just carefree, kind of, like, just kind of out there. Um, especially when you put like the the pigtails and like the lollipop, and it's like that's that, that's that's wrestling's Harley Quinn right there. I'll she was back like, up off it. It was basically a mixture of Alexa Bliss and Carmella, but like the good parts of both of them, mm-hmm. as opposed to the annoying parts of both of them, which is pretty much both of them. Wow. What? Nothing. Am I not supposed to say anything bad about Alexa Bliss? I. You, I like Alexa Bliss a lot more now that she's not champion. I think we talked about that a while ago. Now that she's not beating credible people that we shouldn't be believing she's... Be- I mean, she had a f- fucking one-on-one match against Nia Jax at WrestleMania. Like, come on. Come on. Well, well so I saw a thing on Twitter. <clears throat> there was a superstar who had, like, a, a Ask Me Anything question at Q&A on Twitter, and she was asked... What? Who's the one person she wants to wrestle this year? Um, this is Charlotte Flair, and she says I want to have more matches with Alexa Bliss. And I'm like, either you want to have those matches with Alexa Bliss because you're trying to build yourself back up because nobody wants to watch you anymore and everybody wants to watch Alexa, or we're just gonna let Alexa have her shine and just let Alexa beat Charlotte Flair and we'll believe that for a change. She really said that. Yep. Do you remember Survivor Series a couple years ago when they were both champions and they stood there face to face and Alexa was like looking her in the belly button? Like this shit's not believable. Fucking David and Goliath. It's no different than fucking Rey Mysterio and Brock Lesnar. Yeah, but Rey had a weapon. I mean, fair enough. Alexa, yeah, I mean, I I get it. I'm just saying. Yeah, I get it. That's what I'm saying. I like her better now. In the role that she's in, kind of more mid card than main event being, because I mean, you think about it, she was the champ for so long too. Like, she was the champ on SmackDown. She beat Becky Lynch, took the belt. She kept the belt forever until she got ready to leave. Went to Raw and immediately won that belt and held on to that belt. Meanwhile, you got credible wrestlers like Becky, Charlotte, Sasha Banks, Nia Jax, people like that, and she's the champion and the focal point of the entire division, and it made no sense. Well, I mean, yeah, I get that, but at the same time. She kind of was like running the division. People were tuning in to watch Alexa. She was everything, every segment she was doing, she was doing it well. She may not have been the greatest wrestler, may not even be the, an upper tier wrestler, but she was entertaining and she was bringing people to the TV. And that's what right. the difference was. Which but is here's what the she's thing. doing now. She has half but the title not... reigns as right. Charlotte, but Which twice as long a title reign as Charlotte. And that's saying something. You can have those 10 different title reigns, but they don't mean shit when they happen over three sure. days of period of time. 
It's like having it's like having a twenty four seven three sixty five United K three TV US title and winning it five times in one one show. It does just because it brings a tally up doesn't mean shit. Except for R Truth has more title reigns than Ric Flair. Alexa, stop. <laughs> Alexa. <laughs> well, that puts an end to that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to start calling her Bliss when I'm sitting in here. If we talk oh, about her, yeah. that's funny. She goes playing CD Imagine Dragons. I'm like, who the hell asked for that? Don't I said she couldn't wrestle. You know, you've been <laughs> rocking that shit. Hey, my kids love that shit. Um, the other oh. thing that happened on Monday Night Raw, the big newsworthy thing was it is official: Becky Lynch versus Oscar at the Royal Rumble for the Raw Women's Championship. Um, apparently Becky Lynch speaks Japanese now, and that is going to be fantastic. That's, that's a big deal too. Two years in a row, a one-on-one match, the same match, a rematch at Royal Rumble, like the second biggest pay-per-view of the year. Like that's huge on both of them. And early going into it, Marty, do you feel like they might put the title on Oscar? I don't know. Like, I feel like. No, I feel like that would be a good swerve at the moment, but I feel like they're keeping the belt on Becky and going to let her get. Here's what I think that she's going to lose the match, but retain the title. And I think that's what's going to end up happening. And, and then face Oscar that... again in the pay-per-view between WrestleMania. Uh, probably maybe like Elimination Chamber or something. Ooh, Elimination Chamber. I didn't even think about that. Because no, Becky's gonna, Becky's gonna have to have have to have a one on one with somebody at Elimination Chamber. She, here's the thing: Becky's, the title at, Elimination I, uh, Chamber. at this point, I really do think that Becky's gonna hold the title till WrestleMania. Yeah, I do too. Um, so, so and I think everybody think thinks that. that way, and that's why I'm that's why I'm apprehensive about saying that she's just gonna roll over Oscar because I think they might try to pull. You know, you try to make her the biggest baby face. You can't just have her hold, hold the title for a year, like. It's not Hulk Hogan era, you know. What you I mean, can people get sick if of- you have if you have Ronda come back and be the reason why she loses the match at Royal Rumble. Don't put don't put Ronda in the Rumble, and she just comes back and just beats the shit out of Becky Lynch. That makes her even more over than she ever has been. So then Becky and Ronda at Mania not for the title. So you'll have three for the title. Match. No, for the title, Becky loses or Becky. Well, again, no, technically, at that point, Becky wins the match. But even if she loses, I think she still retains at Royal Rumble. So it still ends up being Becky versus Ronda, because I'm you sure. don't need Ronda. You don't. You don't need the Rumble win for Ronda and Becky to happen at WrestleMania. No, I think Sasha's going to win the Rumble and turn on Bailey. <sighs> that, at that point, it's not really a turn though, because she's not going to go for Becky. Wait, never mind. I take that back. Because then Bailey will have to not be heel anymore. She's changed her whole look. I think Sasha's going to win the Rumble. I don't know what's going to happen after that or how they're going to get to. Maybe Lacey Evans wins the title from Bailey and Sasha faces Lacey Evans at Mania, but that's not a WrestleMania match to me. I think it's time they put the blue belt on Sasha. I mean, shit, she dyed her hair for it. I think Mandy wins the, the Royal Rumble. No, is that that not gonna fly? Okay, I was just joking. 
She's not. Ready. Sorry, my my cat ran my cat ran around my uh my keyboard and it was touch to speak kind of thing. So I don't know what happened there. You were definitely thinking about a pussy again. when you made that comment. <laughs> I got no comment. <laughs> um. WWE Raw Tag Team title match this coming week will be a triple threat between the club, the uh, Viking Warriors, and the Street Profits. Say yeah. it with me. Say it with me. We want the we smoke. We want the smoke. We want the smoke. Dude, I fucking love it. I love it. I love the OC, but I fucking love the Street Profits. It's fantastic. You know what? I hope was... they put the belts on them. I do too. But you know what was crazy? That was the first segment. That I didn't love from them, but then the match was fantastic. Mm-hmm. So they always let you know, like, hey, even if you don't like what we're doing on the microphone, watch this fucking frog splash I'm about to do. <laughs> like, <laughs> and then watch Dawkins get in here just running through motherfuckers. Like, I love the Street Profits. Um, and then anything else happened from Raw of note? Uh, Randy Orton, AJ. That was, but that we all knew that was gonna happen. Yeah, they faked uh, but, an injury at a house show. Oh, you got a new U.S. champion at the MSG show. Did we talk about that last week? I believe we, we did. did. Last yeah, because it happened last. So we week. talked about changing hands. Yeah, so that's about man. All. So, so here's the thing. From what it looks like, not only the so Andrade got a belt and he put a ring on. It looks like. Oh yeah! Congrats to the happy couple. Charlotte's got. She'll have. Uh, she'll have a new twenty percent. She'll have twenty percent of the marriages that she does title reigns now. It's the truth. This is her second marriage. She was married I to. Uh, I thought she's married twice already. Has it been twice? I didn't know it was twice. I, I knew she was married to Camille Brickhouse's boyfriend because they had like a big domestic dispute years ago, like before Charlotte was Charlotte, and she was married to him, and she beat him up or. One of them beat up Ric Flair or something. It was it was a whole thing. I I don't want to misquote it, and you have to go look it up. But it was the whole thing. I was just like, what the hell? And then they got divorced, and the rest is history, I guess. Um, and then on AEW, we had Cody open up versus Darby Allen in a really good match. Yeah, she's um, married twice before, man. She's trying. She's trying to beat Flair in both numbers. Oh wow, Pete's not gonna like that comment. Well, he doesn't mind me hitting talking, Charlotte. Anything you say negative about a flare, like you can guarantee you. No, Pete, no, he, Pete. He's already he has already come out and said when it comes to flare, if it's Charlotte, he don't give a damn. But if it's Rick, I better watch myself. The the podcast hadn't even been posted. And Barry and Pete both just got hair standing up on the back of their you neck. Know what? Said something. When it comes to Barry. Fuck Barry. Wait, Marty, you're white? <laughs> no, he goes, you're not white? <laughs> He's like, my last name's fucking Vasquez. <laughs> That's still one of the funniest little, like, 12-second interactions I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> That's some bitch talking more shit than that. Uh, fuck Barry. <laughs> he said, you're not white? My last name's fucking Vasquez. But your first name's Marty. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Cody and Darby Allen really good. Uh, MJF cut his standard. Before promo. we get into the 
before we get into the matches, like that promo that started off for the elite, I thought was fantastic. But my question, my question before, because it would be good. You got the promo or the vignette in the beginning, and then you got the ending of the of the show. Is fucking Hangman Page a member of the elite or not? They say like ever since ever since uh, the fucking face off with Ken, well Kenny, like it's he's been like the black sheep of the group, and he had like one maybe two clips in that video, and then at the end it was like they were trying to get him. He's like, nah, I'm good. Like I didn't, yeah, whatever. Because I beforehand, swore, before I could have he heard always would have come out there. Right, I swore I could have heard this wrong, but I swore I heard on commentary they said he's no longer a member of the elite. I swore they said that um, I probably was hungover because it was New Year's Day when this happened. But I'm pretty sure I heard somebody on commentary say he's no longer a member of the elite. And that was why he was kind of keeping his distance. I tell you what, I do like his little drunk gimmick that he's got going on. Like (laughs) when they showed the picture, Hangman Page and across the top of it says, has been drinking. I was like, yes. And he comes out, he's on commentary and he's like turns at the camera and he's got a glass of Jack in his hand. Like good on you, hey man. If they're him, gonna him just walking back there and grabbing the bo- the glass of whiskey, while um private party, <clears throat> my private party was running their promo was just perfect. Like I don't fucking care. Let me get my glass. Don't touch my glass. First of all, don't ever touch somebody's fucking glass of alcohol, ever, never. You're lucky you didn't get your ass beat right then and there. Just saying. But uh, yeah, that's. I don't. I I, re, I hope that they explain a little bit further what's going on with Hangman Page, whether he's part of the lead or not. Because I like Hangman Page. Like we said in the past, they've dropped. They have dropped. You while well, you've said they dropped the ball. I've kind of come around to seeing that as well. Um, but either let him be a member of the lead or let him do something. Um, don't let him just be. Let him let him go. Kind of fall into the shadows. Well, I think they're. I think they're doing well with what they got going on now, regardless of. I see him feuding with Kenny Omega coming up. Yeah. And and I'm know, good with that. Yeah, and that's probably the spot you want to be in because Omega loses to everybody. So he'll probably lose to Hangman. And Hangman will get catapulted up the up the top as a heel. And then whoever takes the title off Jericho will probably eventually lose it to a heel hangman page if he if he can supplant MJF. But I don't think MJF is a heel like everybody does. Like it's it's not a heel if you're cheering for him to be an asshole. He's the fucking Miz, man. I think he's you're right. People Miz. have said that before, and I think you're right. Like just he's the Miz, but he can cuss. <laughs> That's pretty much all it is. You know who, who really annoys me on AEW? And I want someone to slap the shit out of him and I, <laughs> Well, we'll get to that another time. It's a different story. Um, and I really wish that that John Moxley would have beat the shit out of him, but fuck Sammy Guevara, man. I don't like Joe Janela. I thought that's who you were going with. No, I wasn't gonna go with that. It was Sammy Guevara. But that that backstage promo with with Janela and uh, Sabian and Ford, like, oh, right. there was more they're, to that. If you hadn't seen gonna, it online, they're, they're going back and forth. Gonna, oh no, I've se- I've saw the I saw the back and forth with Janela and Sabian from Ford's account. Um. But yeah, that's uh all right, let's let this shit roll over. Okay. We can let's see what goes on here. Just get Penelope Ford on TV. You know you yeah. You know who was great to see on TV? Sturger. Decker. Decker now, but it's good seeing Jen back there interviewing. 
Just hope her phone doesn't go off in the middle of it. Is this number coming from Green Bay? Mississippi. Mississippi. <laughs> There's a lot of people that don't know what that joke is about, and it's sad. Even people are uncultured out there. Never know. It could be from L.A. As my boy. Oh, wow. As my boy would say, the, uh, what's his name? The unwashed masses. <laughs> I can't think of his He's changed his name so many times. Now he's in the NWA. Um Jericho's still the champ. He wants Moxley to join the inner circle. Moxley's going to give his answer this coming week. Um, And by the way, can I just say on the record, New Japan Moxley is 10 times better than AEW Moxley. Thank you. Thank you. That's Uh, all I want to say. Uh, I, I, I was, I'm not gonna so lie. dope in New Japan. The fact that both of them were that I was kind of hoping there was going to be interaction between the two of them. Uh, because also... John Moxley is the number one contender for the title now, right? For which title? AEW. I don't know if they've announced who the number one contender is. I'm guessing that's why Jericho is trying to get him to join. That's us, what so I thought to too, him. because they kept making reference to that. I don't think Moxley's lost a match besides uh, besides a tag team match. As far as one on one, he's undefeated. I yeah, I don't I don't think he has. But yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Like. I'm pretty sure they mentioned a few times that he's the number one contender for the title, and I kind of felt that that's the reason why Jericho is pushing for him to be part of the inner circle. And I was hoping that maybe we get Moxley coming out there um, last night since With the rankings he was there. Reset at the beginning of the year, so they we haven't don't know yet, who... They haven't though because they didn't as of one. They, they said the Bucks said it would change sometime in in January, but it hasn't yet because on. I know they were talking about that the other day. I forgot who they were talking to about their. Oh, they're talking about Darby Allen, I think, and his and his um his his, his resetting. But when you look at everybody that came out, they had all of their records from last season. This shit's so. Con- Listen to how we're talking about this and how confusing this is. Why? I mean, if you you're planning well, out this yeah. wrestling league and you're planning out using rankings and records and all that shouldn't you make i mean shouldn't this shit be done before it's like the stuff with Riho. Riho's supposed to wrestle the alien lady last week and it turns out the alien lady's already booked somewhere else and they come out and they try to make it seem like oh well we're gonna allow her to keep her booking because we don't want her to break her word i don't know how about look at a fucking calendar like you run a billion dollar or multi-million dollar company and you book somebody to face your champion, more than likely probably going to win the title, you promote the match, and then you come out a week before and say, oh, never mind, she already had a prior engagement. You don't think you should have ran that by her before you did that? Like, hey, you're free on this still give her a title shot next week. Yeah, which she'll win still. And to go with that, there were so many bullshit-ass errors going on through AEW that keep going on. Like, this is season one, or season two. Like, it's already, like, when you pull up info on it, it says season two. But, like, the technical errors is ridiculous. Um, they, it was multiple times that they had, they were, like, air where the, the music played through, or there weren't, oh you couldn't God. hear the backstage audio. Rick Baker was uh, doing a promo on Riho, and you didn't hear half of it. Because the fucking uh, studio music was still playing. You didn't hear anything of what uh, Luchasaurus had to say. Uh, there was the uh, there was a point where I forget, it was a Jim, it wasn't Jim Ross. I think it wasn't uh, was it Taz? It might have been Taz. But they're like, we're gonna go back to Jen Decker, and it was the dude. I'm like, oh that's yeah, not Jen. I, I that's that not too. Jen. 
That's not who I want to see right now. Put Jen back on TV. New year, new her, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it's, you know, we're, and I hate to sit here and shit on it repeatedly, but, because I like it. Push comes to shove, I like a lot of the stuff they're doing, but man, you are, like, you're the number two in the, like, this is the shit that got ROH in trouble. Little missing, missing the little details like this is what got ROH in the predicament there. Well, shitty well, management yeah. also. But they doesn't this fall back on, sh- doesn't this fall back on shitty management? It does. Absolutely. Like, this is not week two or three. You know, you've Their been at producers, this shit since October. Yeah. Their producers are really dropping the fucking ball on this one. Somebody is, and nobody's catching, you know, whatever for it. Like. Somebody they need to have a guy there that's attention to detail, and if they if they got one and he's not doing it, then get his ass out of there, because eventually people, you know, the hardcore fans are going to be there. They're consistently at eight hundred thousand or whatever, but if you know Joe Schmo tunes in and he's like, oh, this is a new wrestling league, and he sees that kind of shit going on, he's like, oh, what is this second rate shit? I'd rather watch WWE, but I don't like WWE because they're PG and I don't like this and that, so I'm just not going to watch. Like, if you're trying to get the mainstream casual fan to come over, you can't be missing a mark on stuff like that, making yourself look like an indie promotion, because you're not. You're the number two promotion in the country, trying to become the number two promotion in the world if, you're not alre- if you aren't already. So Also, I hate their fucking ramp that leads right into the ring. I love that. I don't know what you're talking about. It annoys me. It does. It's so good. You could do so much stuff with it. You can't do it every week. But every now and then, like WCW used to do it for Clash of the Champions. I I know you're gonna bring up that, and I, I know that's why you love it. Fuck WCW. See, now you're just getting personal, and it's it's unnecessary. Um, I'm sorry. I apologize. That's why Packers gonna get their ass kicked next. Oh, I was gonna about to say something about the Cowboys, and I was like, no, I'm not gonna go there right now. I'm gonna leave that be. And you fucking had to go there with it. This, you know what? I hope you guys do get McCarthy and you guys don't see a fucking playoff for the next 10 years. I hope we get McCarthy and we re-sign Cobb and we win the Super Bowl next year because McCarthy goes for it on fourth down and Cobb scores again. <laughs> That's not going to happen. <laughs> it's not going for it on fourth down. He's going to fucking punt that shit away on third, 31. Fuck Mike McCarthy. Oh, wow. Why you get so much hatred toward that, man? He's no longer the coach. Just like me being mad at Jason Garrett because- when you have the great, the best quarterback in the league, and you only win one Super Bowl, and you don't win anymore because of your shitty ass coaching, I'm that's sorry. What Packers have Russell Wilson. Wow. Not whoa. Aaron Rodgers is not the best quarterback in the league. He's up there. He's got the most raw talent. Before His arm, this season, he's got a ridiculous he arm. He's also very lucky. I mean, how many times can you throw a Hail Mary and the guy catch it and they and you don't just say, man, you know, that's some bitch is luckier than everybody else. That has nothing to do with talent. He's just literally times. throwing the ball up in the air in a field of 10 people and one of his guys is I'm getting pretty sure. I'm pretty sure Russell Wilson's done more interceptions in a single game this season than Rodgers has all year long. Russell Wilson's and, better than And him. most of the interceptions that Rodgers throws is because the receivers tip the ball up and they, they should fucking catch it. Russell There's only Wilson one this season. doesn't have a running game either. 
all his running backs keep getting hurt to where they had to go get fat ass Marshawn Lynch. Beast mode. More like beast mode. And some first of, of all, and, and to go with that, the Packers have barely had a running game during his entire Aaron career. Aaron Jones they has like over a thousand yards. This season. And he had Armand Green. Fucking Eddie Lacy. And after that was like six running backs a season. We had Ty fucking Montgomery who couldn't hold dominated. on to the damn ball. This is not a football podcast. we're talking wrestling. This is not a football podcast. You need to calm down. You're like a Patriots fan right now. Hey, JP. Come join <laughs> us on the couch. JP's probably in the closet right now drinking a slumber. Crying with his picture. You know what? Ended, remember that picture of Wolverine? ended by Ryan T- Tannehill. <laughs> <laughs> You know that picture of you as Wolverine with the Roman Reigns picture? <laughs> Can we get that picture with JP and Tom Brady on there, please? Can we get that made? Because <laughs> his ass ain't going to see a Lombardi trophy for another 30 years. Um, I'll be so pissed if Brady comes back next year and fucking goes undefeated. There's anything that Riho won the four-way and Britt Baker basically called her Brock Lesnar and told her, I'm here working every week while you're bullshitting wherever you are, not showing up, and I run a dental office. So she actually said on TV herself that she's a dentist, which I'm sure people got a kick out of. Um, not only that, but, like, Riho just stood there looking like a scared little girl. And I'm like, she's the fucking champion. Bulk up and fucking own that shit. Don't just take that. Please miss the mark when you're making her the champ. I'm sorry. It's just, it's a, it's a no for me, dog. Like, since there's so many other people they should have had as the champ that would have been more believable. You could and put they, every single name in that female roster in the hat and pull a name and you'd be better off. Mm-hmm. I'd be better off if Brandy won it. At I, least it would garner a little heat. That, yeah, I mean, you could have. Then you could have had Kong turn on her. Boom. Storyline. Kong done. won. Boom. I mean, we every, everybody and their mom thought that Nyla Rose was going to be the champion of it, but we knew they were going to get backlash if they did that. But so what? Get Man, get the backlash. Some her fuck her jump off of the off the ring onto the, the table. She fucked her up. Yeah, that's uh, that's about it from AEW. Let's run through because we still got to get to New Japan. So let's run through SmackDown real quick. Not a lot of newsworthy stuff happened on SmackDown. Sheamus returned. Um, oh damn time It looks Looking in phenomenal shapes, Phenomenal shape uh, And he's got the bebop and rocksteady Haircut back To damn where he's got the beard growing out And I mean Seamus is ripped Like if, if he could get well, a tan he, You know he has like the uh, He has his own like workout thing Like yeah. Uh, yeah. like DDP does And that's where that's where Becky Lynch got her Training from over the, the, When she first started her title run She was working out with Seamus yeah, he does a, a YouTube thing every week with different wrestlers, like the Celtic Warrior workout or whatever, which is, it's fun to watch and see them in a different element than what you see on TV. Um, but he's rack, he's ripped to shreds. At the end of the night, The Fiend came out and attacked Daniel Bryan, and I stood up because The Fiend had beat up Daniel Bryan, he threw him through the guardrail, and he was just standing there. And Roman was in this match, too. And I'm like, if he turns around and him and Roman make eye contact, oh, my God. And it never happened. But something else that did happen, Baron Corbin and Ziggler went to beating on the big dog and the return of the best tag team in the world, 
the Usos, new haircuts and all, came back out, saved Roman Reigns, unhandcuffed him, and they celebrated at the end. My question to you, Marty, are we finally going to see Roman Reigns get a makeover? I think we have to. If, if we get this bloodline, we have to get a makeover because it's not going to work as the big dog shield member and the Usos because that's what it will be. We need to get the fucking full-blown um, bloodline, let them have a whole new persona, and that shit is going to go crazy. And in the Royal Rumble, are we going to get a standoff between Rollins and the AOP and the bloodline? Or are they going to bump into each other backstage or something like the six of them and kind of tease some kind of way that they'll all fight eventually? Like, you got your guys, I got my guys. What's up? How awesome is that going to be? That's going to be fantastic because, one, Rollins, a Roman's going to fuck up Rollins and AOP ain't shit against the Usos. That is going to be a fantastic match. How can you say it's going to be a fantastic match if you just basically said the bloodline is going to dominate them? That's why it's going to be fantastic. <laughs> I, think, I think our definitions of fantastic are a little different. <laughs> like, yeah, the bloodline's going to destroy them. It's going to be great. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be as amazing as the Titans beating the Patriots. Fuck you. <laughs> Derrick Henry, good lord. That fucking guy. I didn't realize he was that big. You know what? Where was that some bitch at during the season? You know what? I had Kamara. The worst fantasy football player ever. I had both of them, and neither one of them can get fucking on fire throughout the season. Now, all of a sudden, the playoffs come, or the last game of the season, and all of a sudden, they're putting up 30, 40 points. I'm like, the fuck were you for the last 15 weeks? (laughs) He's done that two years in a row. In week 17, he's put up like 200 yards rushing, and the championship week, he doesn't do shit. Um, That's funny. Uh, that's that's about all we need to talk about at SmackDown. Let's get into Wrestle Kingdom, Marty. You are the the New Japan expert. So you hit the highs and the lows. I watched the first night. I haven't watched the second night yet. So anything you want to talk about the first night, I'm here with it. And whatever you go over on night well, two that happened well, last night. What we're going to go ahead and do, uh, we're not really going to go over every match because that's just 20, 20 plus matches. It's not going to happen. Uh, what were some takeaways you had? From night one, positives and negatives. Um, positive with the Ibushi, exception of Finn Juice. We'll get to that last. Bushi's new demeanor he had during that match was great. Like he realized if I got to beat Okada, like I can't just be happy go lucky Bushi. That's the fan favorite. Like I got to turn this shit up. And he was, he was beating the shit out of Okada. <laughs> like I thought he was gonna win. I really did. I thought. I think I picked Okada during our during our thing last, oh, last week. We said we said Bushi was going to win it. Did we? Yeah. Oh yeah, because he, oh, he was going to pass the torch to Ibushi, which I still think Ibushi should have won, going off of what I saw happen this morning. Um, but I, I really thought Ibushi was going to win when he got to the point where he was just like, red shoes had to pull him off of Okada, and Okada was just covering up. And he had that look on his face like, I'm about to kill this motherfucker. He won't keep kicking out? Like, <laughs> you, you ain't going to be able to kick out of this. I really love that. Um, I did not like Juice and Finley beating G.O.D. 
I don't like the fact that they constantly brought up how G.O.D.'s never won a match at Wrestle Kingdom and oh, then they lose. Five, man. Then they lose to a five. shitty tag team like that that nobody even gives a shit about. Or at least nobody I know. I don't live in Japan though, so who knows? They might be big time over over there. But it's still the Gorillas of Destiny. Like they're the most consistent tag team New Japan's had in years. They stay there. They don't leave like everybody else does that comes over there. <clears throat> Young Bucks, uh, OC. They they uh, are literally one of the best, if not, they arguably could be considered one of the top two tag teams in the world. Yep. Oh, they they definitely. They're definitely I would, I, definitely I would in the say. Too, I mean, when it comes to me, the top four tag teams in the world, you have God, you have the Usos, you have the New Day, and then you have um, the Briscoes, and then for me personally, I put the Bucks in on number five, but that's because I love the Bucks, but. You put those other four up there, and you can interchange any one of those groups and be the number one tag team in the world. Depending on the push and the the match quality and all that, at any one time, you're absolutely right. Um, so to have them lose clean, and after dominating that match, like <clears throat> it just it was a head scratcher for me. That was uh, it right there. The fact that they let them lose clean was some bullshit. Mm-hmm. Not only clean, they cheated a couple times throughout the match. We need Haku's ass to come back out and just fuck, fuck people up. That's where's his ass been? Did he fully retire? And like I'm done resting altogether now, because we ain't seen him since Cal Palace. Um, Tanahashi and Jay White was really good. Uh, I wanted Jay White to win. Obviously, he did not. Um, the oh, match, Naito you know, I, Jay White. Yeah, I'm sorry, Naito. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Naito, my bad, my bad, my bad. I get, I get them confused all the time. Um, what? I, I, just their names. Like when I'm thinking oh. of one of them, I say the wrong name all the time. They don't look alike. I'm saying I, the for whatever reason, I interchange their names. It makes no sense. I know. Shut the fuck up. That's what happens. <laughs> um, <laughs> I do it all the time though. Um, the thing about New Japan is I don't watch the storyline a lot. Like I don't keep up with it. And you can tune into Wrestle Kingdom and still be entertained by it. Like they'll give you a little two minute video clip of what's happening and why it's happening, and the match will be good. Like you don't need the storyline with New Japan. You can tune in and just watch and and enjoy it. I don't know who the new British guy was that was on commentary, but I, I liked him. I liked his input a lot. Um the commentary was really I, good too. But I, I don't can't like Kev- stand Rocky Romero, but I fucking love him on commentary. Yeah, I don't like Kevin Kelly. I know New Japan marks will kill me for that, but I don't. I don't like Kevin Kelly. Kevin Kelly said something that really pissed me off too about Juice Robinson about how he demolished Cody last year at Wrestle Kingdom. And I was like, I mean, do I remember that match right? Did he really like? I mean, I know Cody was putting him over as he was leaving. I don't remember him just like beating the dog shit out of Cody, or maybe I'm misremembering. I don't remember. I I remember being more one sided, but it wasn't a demolishing. It was a I'm. It was a I'm leaving. Here you go, kind of thing. Yeah. Which Cody does that every time he leaves. He did it with Nick Aldis. He did it with uh, Jay Lethal, and he did it with Juice. Like he goes out like, looking at the lights like you're supposed to, but to take that little shot and then knowing that. AEW and New Japan are still kind of beefing a little bit. That seemed like that's why he did it. Yeah, that seemed like it was premeditated. Um, but I enjoyed it. Would you? Um, I yeah, I a lot of the same things. I I hate the fact that God lost. Um, 
it, it I thought that was unnecessary for them to lose the titles. They could have lost it tonight on um the day out or the New Year's Dash. They could have lost it then. There's no reason for them to lose it. Just give them. Why can't they give them a, a Wrestle Kingdom victory? They are. They seriously have been there since day like for years. Um, I mean, they they're original members of the Bullet Club, so they've been at Wrestle Kingdom for you know a damn near decade, and they haven't won a fucking match at Wrestle Kingdom. Like, let's be honest. If it wasn't for God and Bullet Club, there wouldn't be as many Americans watching New Japan wrestling. It's true. And, and that Bullet Club lost every match night one. Again. Again. Every match. Um, I can't. I don't know why um, they keep doing this. They keep putting Bullet Club, giving Bullet Club the L's every year. Uh, we haven't had two wins by Bullet Club in like four or three years. Um, and then well, that's when Kenny won and the Bucks won. But every year it's been one win, um, and I don't know why because that's ridiculous. Obviously, putting you know the the Japanese talent over, uh, but even then, Fidget isn't Japanese yet. They got over. Um, I like the Moxie Archer Texas Death. Oh match. yeah, yeah. I thought, I that, I thought yep. that was awesome. And like you mentioned earlier, you know, New Japan Moxley is better than AEW Moxley. And I mean, the the match we got with Kenny and and. Um, and Moxley was, I thought was great. This match was even better. Uh, I, I'm not really a big fan of Archer, but I thought he he did a fa- had a fantastic match with yep. Moxley. I'm glad Moxley won. We called that. Um, I actually thought that the Osprey Takahashi match was actually a, a pretty great match. I I don't know why. Uh, I just do. I love Osprey. Uh, I think he's he's entertaining to watch. Um, but the JY and Naito match was it was a good match. I just want somebody to beat the shit out. I've said this multiple times. I want somebody to fuck up Gato, man. Beat the shit out of him. Like seriously, you're telling me that not a single member of Ally J could have came out and beat his ass? Not a single member. The fuck. And we're gonna get to this again with Ally J not having Naito's back in a little bit. Uh, but the Okada Bushi match, like you said, was a great match. Um, I thought Bushi was gonna win, and I really thought. And then they they got back. Uh, Okada ended up getting the match over. But one thing I will say, and this is about New Japan altogether, I can't stand. I I don't mind a kickout. I actually like it from time to time, but not when it happens thirty five times a match. And when you have a forty minute match, it happens a shit ton. Um, and there will the be more kickouts, and too. there will be more kickouts in one match than there are in the entire WWE card. Yeah. And what I don't really like about it is the fact that not a single person's finisher has any weight, man. Like, it's the fucking Rainmaker. It should be like a killing match. You should, he hits you with the Rainmaker or a Tombstone, and you should be done. Yeah, you shouldn't yeah, have to hit that, you with one, and you kick six, out, and you do one, yeah. you kick out, and then he's got to do like a combination of the two of them and then three times in a row. A reversal, like how do you, how how the hell you doing a reversal if you just got Rainmaker three times? Yeah, and then get three. It took six Rainmakers for Okada to beat Ibushi at the end. I'm sorry, it, that's like Brock Lesnar having to F five Rey Mysterio seven times to get a win. It, it's not it's not necessary. Um, but even with the you know Jay White and Naito match, multiple finishers. Not a single person's finisher means anything in the in New Japan. When you get the first, when you get a finisher, it means oh we got five more finishers to go. 
That's what I see every time I see a New Japan match. And that's that's terrible, man. Like that's especially when you have guys like Okada, Naito, and Jay White. Uh it it just you know, even the only finisher that ever means anything is when G.O.D. does the magic killer. Like, boom. It's the hit, it hit it, and it's over. Uh, but other than that, like, you know, that's that's what my takeaways uh from from night one. I, I believe every single title match was a a failed defense on night one. So that was interesting. Everyone, every champion that went into the car lost their titles on night one. Except for Okada. Except for Okada. He was the only one that retained. Uh, but everybody else lost their titles. Osprey uh, lost. What's that? Osprey lost. Osprey lost. Osprey Maybe lost. Maybe if he would have hit that drop kick off the top, bro, he probably would have won. <laughs> Osprey lost. Jay White lost. Archer lost. G.O.D. lost. Um, and even on the pre-card... Um, wasn't there a tag? Oh no, there was no. They didn't do the junior on that one. Um, so here's yeah. my thing with, with Osprey about how hypocritical people are online. They shit on Seth Rollins all year because he said something about Osprey, and anytime Seth Rollins makes any kind of mistake, everybody blows it up. So there was a gift posted yesterday of Will Osprey just completely missing Takahashi, and then Takahashi sold it, and somebody posted it, and people were like, "Well, if that was me." I wouldn't want to kick the guy in the back of the neck that had neck surgery either. Well, guess what? Then don't do that spot. If you're not actually going to hit him and you're going to make it look that awful, then pick another move to do. Well, and to go with that, like the the, and I don't know where that image came from because like the the shot they showed during the match was from the backside, so it looked like it actually did hit him, but you could tell it didn't. But that front shot that's posted is a different angle that wasn't posted on the broadcast, and that would make it look really bad. But same thing, it goes with with boxing. You can can change the camera angles, AEW. You don't have to zoom in on the guy not hitting the guy in the head. Moxley during the Archer match was holding him, had him tied up, and was uh, giving him some knees to the face that were like eight inches away from him. And Archer was taking them. And they're showing it like right there. I'm like, come on, guys. Make it a little bit believable. It's, It's that bad. Um, but no, that you know, that shit happens. It happens at all. But yeah, you know, the the marks definitely shit on that. So that was night one. Night one was a long event. Um, I thought it was a solid solid card. But night two, night two was absolutely fantastic. It's very ironic uh, that the way you said night two sounded like Naito. I mean, the more, you know, shit. It's such plan, man. I got a strategy to my shit. <laughs> um, no, I remember texting you last night, and you we were talking about it, and you mentioned you because you posted something, and I, I responded, I texted something, so I I text you back to see if you're watching it. <clears throat> um, night two started off on a high, like the the gauntlet match on the pre card for the six for the never open weight six man tag team championship um, was awesome. Again, Bullet Club lost, but Lij Evil. Uh, Shingo and Bushi got the got the six man titles. Um, they took it from the most violent players. Uh, but th- that was a it was a great godly match for t- for the tag team belts, and that was fantastic. And um, I'm pretty sure Evil got the did Evil get the pin? I can't remember if Evil got the pin or not. But Evil looked great in this match, which is fantastic with um, Sonata um, having his his singles run. Um, Justin Thunder Liger. Went on his back both nights. They didn't give him a single win. Hmm. Um, the fir- and the I first night, his won first this one. Yeah. 
his first night, man, that match was it literally was just it was it was like the legends battle royal. Uh, like guys coming from for 30, 40 years ago coming out to have a match. That's basically what that match was. Um and then night two, his match was against, you know, younger talent, and he obviously gave did the favor to and gave Takahashi and really the, uh, the 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 match. Um uh, but it was a good match to send him out on his you know, um Bullet Club lost their tag team, the junior tag team titles to Rapanji 3K, who um that's who they took the belts from months ago. So they got their belts back. Um Zack Sabre Jr. in Sonata. The British have I have a champion. question real quick. Yes. Uh Jushin Liger. Yes. When did when did he become like a a person with a cult following after he announced that his last match was coming up? Because I can remember on Monday Nitro at Mall of America, nobody gave a shit about Juice and Thunder Liger back then. I can remember years later when he was in NXT. It was or not NXT. Uh, he did wrestle on NXT a couple years ago. It was cool to see him come out, and then nobody kind of gave a shit. Correct me if I'm wrong. Wasn't he at MSG when we went last year? He was. Yeah, I don't remember everybody freaking out about that. So now that he's announcing, everybody's oh, he's the greatest thing ever. Like people are just such. Like, if it's legit, okay, that's how you feel, that's how you feel. But I, until recently, I've never seen so much support for Jushin Thunder Liger about how much of a legend he is. Like, well, I, I would, about the year and a half before he announced his retirement, you started getting more and more following from him. And I, and I think it is because of the fact that they knew he was on his way out. Um, but yeah, before that, you, he was just another guy who's been doing his rounds in the business for decades. Um and it is it's it's coming down to his farewell tour, and that's why people are all over it. I'm not taking anything away from him because I think he's had some salt and some great matches, and he's had a, a you know a, a long and great career. Uh, but yeah, a lot of the foam is definitely because oh, it's it's a cool thing to do um, to jump on on the Liger bandwagon. And I didn't mean to say um, that like to said, sound like disrespectful towards him. That's no, not, no, I'm, not at all. Mine is more not likely more about you know people just. Following suit. That's what my my question was about. You know, nobody was Golden State Warrior fans until they won a championship. Nobody was a fucking Philadelphia Eagles fan until they won a championship. It's and then they come out. And they've been fans for their entire lives. Well, then why weren't you saying anything beforehand? Why do you gotta wait till the end or wait until this happens? Um, that's that's what I took from it. But I'm not saying it's not it's not warranted. I I, I think that I, I I like him. Um, I think he's had a, a good career. Um, I think he deserves to have that following to go out on. Um. Thought he should have got at least one of these matches to say goodbye to, but they didn't give it to him, so that's kind of a bummer. Um, fuck Zack Sabre Jr. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> fuck Zack Sabre Jr. No reason why Sonata should not have won that. Um, big, big... Um, sw- I guess not really a swerve, but Moxley beat, uh, beat Juice Robinson for and kept it and retained the title. Oh, yeah. I, 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 I pictured that happening when... When when Robinson won the tag titles, I didn't think there was a way they put both belts on him. Not when I you got not either. when you have the the main event being the first ever basically unification of the IC and the world title. There's no oh, way yeah. they're gonna let Juice Robinson hold two titles before that on the same night. Yeah, I mean it's the yeah first time they're they're putting those two titles together, but they've they've combined titles before. Um, oh, I know. I'm Dr. just saying. Nakamura did it before right. he left. But this was uh, but the, yeah. I, this when was he a won the tag team belt, yeah. yeah. 
I kind of thought the same thing, but at the same point, I'm like, are they really gonna keep Moxley around? Well, what happens after the Juice Robinson match? I see why they've put left the belt on Moxley. Mox is giving his promo after, and all of a sudden the music hits, and this is fantastic. I don't think I've ever seen any wrestling Twitter be on the same page with something more than this outcome. And Minoru Suzuki comes out and just walks in, starts just taking off his robe and jumps in the match. And it looks like we're going to get an impromptu match for the U.S. title uh, between Moxley and, and, and Suzuki. And Suzuki just beats the shit out of him. So there's going to be come down at one point. I don't know when it's going to be. It could be tonight. I don't know if, if Moxley is slated to be at, at New Year's Dash. But a match between Moxley and uh, Suzuki is going to happen. And I think the two of them in a match is going to be fantastic. Man, they're having another event tonight. Yeah, it's like it's like Monday. It's like Roth after, after Mania. Let me ask you something because this was talked about before we finish up real quick. How do you feel about people wanting Mania to be two nights? Uh, I'm in the air about it. Uh, I mean, being there last year. Here's the thing: last year was long as hell, and I didn't mind it being that being a one event. Uh, with three cards. I mean, we talked about this before. I, I think that the, it puts the 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 pressure on the on the brands to get their top talent up there and to build and for the talent to put their name up there to get a match now. Um, but I'm perfectly fine with Mania being a single night. Yeah, I, I want to keep it one because, like I, I I I said to somebody yesterday, what happens if I can only get a ticket to one night and the one match that I want to see that I'm going there for after traveling is the opposite night <laughs> that I got a ticket for. Like, fuck me, I guess. Well, something like that, I feel like they need... I mean, I get it. They probably would do two tickets, but I feel like something like that, you need to fucking do one ticket and you have your ticket to belt events. Like, right. that's just bullshit. But then also, that's who, who wants to do... I'm sorry. Like, Four events? I don't want to do two, ma- two WrestleMania nights. Like, yeah. I want everything to happen to one night. It's WrestleMania. It's, you don't divide the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Like, the first half is on Saturday and the second half is on Sunday. Like, let New Japan do their thing. Keep WrestleMania six hours. Uh, with the pre-show, that's all you need. You need a four-hour show and a two-hour pre-show. Pre-show to get people in there, get them excited, and then four hours just knocking you in the face with the best matches of the year. Yep. Balls to the wall for four hours, and it'd be fantastic. Um, Kenta lost his title. Uh, it, it was a decent match, but not a great match. Jay White and Ibushi. So you mentioned, you talked about earlier about Ibushi having like a different persona and like a character that like really showed who he was. This match did not have the same Ibushi. Really? Um, yeah. It, it looked like a defeated Ibushi for most of the match. And then he got a, like a, he like just halfway through the match, you can just see like it changed and he started to have that, that look again in him. Um, but then it kind of went back to like the defeated Ibushi. And that's, that's the story that I saw, um, which led to Jay White getting the one Bullet Club win. For the second year in a row. So literally two years in a row, Wrestle Kingdom, the only Bullet Club victory has been Jay fucking White. And, and it again, didn't even matter. He got third place out of a four-man tournament. Like, wow. Yeah. Wow. Congratulations. Exactly. Uh, another time, Gato needed to get his ass beat, and Bushi gave him a little bit. But I just want someone to beat the shit out of Gato. I don't know why. I just fucking hate that guy. Um, Jericho and Tanahashi was a solid match. But you can definitely start to see Jericho not putting the effort into wrestling. Um, what? 
I love Jericho. What? This he just he just like his look isn't there anymore. He doesn't like it's like, dude, you're letting yourself go, man. What and have just, you heard? It this just before? wasn't Welcome to the party, pal. I love Jericho. And I thought I thought he still had a great a, a solid match against Tanahashi. Tanahashi here's the thing. With Jericho's run in New Japan, this was, I believe, his best opponent. I think Tanahashi um personally, I think Tanahashi's better than Nokata. I think that He's better than Aito. Um, but this was Jericho's worst match in New Japan. Not a bad match, but just out of his run, his worst match. Um, you know, he had the match with Naito and he had the match with Kenny. Uh, but but it was a good match. Jericho just didn't seem like he was on Jericho that we know to see the last few years. Um, so it's kind of interesting to see what he does with AEW. I don't know if that's going to last much longer after seeing what we did this week. Um, but Jericho made Tanahashi tap oh, wow. in the middle of the ring. So it wasn't like it was a clean win with a tap out. And it was quite interesting that the fact that they had Tanahashi tap out. Um, one, obviously, AEW isn't going to let their champion win but or lose, but a loss to Tanahashi would have brought something different to AEW also. Go ahead. Why the hell would they just let Jericho come in and tap out Tanahashi? Why not a roll-up or something like that? Why they just, no, you're going to come in and dominate and then go back to the States. Like the AEW, basically they're saying the AEW world champion is way bigger than one of our best wrestlers and way better. And, I mean, he is the champion of another company, but you're kind of beefing with that other company. So you did he bring the title with him? Uh, I, I can't remember if he did. I think he did. Yeah. Especially if he's got if they announced him as the AEW champion. And oh, all they that, definitely like, they definitely made reference to him being the AEW champion. Wow, and he just okay. That's that could be good news though. That could yeah, be. It could be. That could be you know them, kind of. All right, we'll scratch your back. You scratch ours, and yeah, who knows what happens at the next AEW pay per view with somebody showing up? So. This could exactly. be a good thing. It, it's a head scratcher now, but it could be a prelude to, to good stuff happening. Yeah. And, you know, this goes, you know, Jericho's lost every Wrestle Kingdom match so far. This was his one victory at Wrestle Kingdom. They give Jericho a victory at Wrestle Kingdom, but they can't give GOD a, 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 a match to win. Like, come on, guys. Let's be real here. Um, but they, but the, here's, they, they saved Tanahashi. For this match, like Tanahashi didn't have a match on night one, and mm-hmm. it was the first time in like 15 years that Tanahashi hasn't had a night, hasn't had a match at Wrestle Kingdom on on on, on January 4th, um, and he didn't have, and they saved him for this match, and he taps out, and, and Jericho pretty much like dominated the match for most of the match, um, but that's kind of how that went. Naito versus Okada, I. I thought I was thinking that the Ibushi and I know people are gonna hate it, but I thought Will Osprey was a great match and probably could have been a contender for match of the of the weekend. Um, Okada and Ibushi was a fantastic match, but Naito versus Okada blew the weekend away. Hmm. This match was fantastic. The storytelling between both guys, uh, the the lingering injuries from the night before with Naito and his knee. Um, that led into this story. Um, it wasn't one of those where, like, all of a sudden he just turns around and he's no longer injured and he wins. 
Um, he fought through it, and you could see the fight and the perseverance through it all, and that's what made it fantastic. Uh, it's been nice being – I've only been really into New Japan for about three or four years, but it's it's been pretty cool to see the progression of Naito over that time period. Um, I remember when I first started watching, like, Allied J was like a heel faction. Naito was a heel, Evil Sonata were, but they've slowly kind of turned to where they're not – He's not a heel. People love the guy. I mean, he still has heel tendencies, but when you know, it all kind of started with Jericho and Jericho attacking him uh, at New Year's Dash and everything like that. And to where Nia's kind of turned slow, had a slow turn to where he is to the point that by the end of this match, people were booing Okada and cheering Naito. And I know that Okada is like the Roman Reigns of New Japan, and at times people, you know, people are like tired of Okada. But Okada's been the face of that company for, for years. Um, but to see, like, Okada get, like, blatant boos and Naito get, like, pure cheers. Well, I didn't know there was that many Naito and, and Ally J fans. But it was it was pretty cool to see that turn the way it happened. And for Naito to get that win um, and, and hold up those two belts and, and have the IEWG heavyweight and IC title um, both up. Um, you have any thoughts on the fact that 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 he has both titles that he's the one to get him? He wouldn't be the one that I chose. Um, it, but not me I either. I and mean, we both chose Bushi. Yeah, I would have picked the Bushi, and then obviously Okada, and then if it would have came to the third guy, I would have thought they would have did it to Jay White. Um, I definitely didn't think he would get it. Didn't Okada get booed the night before too when he was wrestling the Bushi at one point during the match? Um, um a, a little bit but not yeah, not very not like much this. because yeah like it was it was at one point it was pretty definite like they even the commentators were making reference to it because it was like it was that loud at one point and you called him the roman reigns like is that uh, like we talked about earlier i don't keep up with it i watched the big events for new for new japan and to me it feels like okada's had the same kind of like we talked about with roman he's been the same person for years like he hadn't really change so maybe i don't know maybe that's what's happening here he's had some moments where he's been like like push the heel thing um but i mean he's part of chaos and they're, they're they're yeah he's kind of been the same kind of character for the entire time and he's had the title this is his fifth reign or was his fifth reign as the heavyweight champion um obviously he, he most of the time was going up either against ally j or bullet club so that's kind of where he you know people you know get on that and Obviously, Kenny Omega was is the babyface that everybody loves. So when Okada gets pushed to take the title from him, people boo him. You know, but people still love it. But then, like, look at look at, at G One Supercar when he won the title. I know you walked out, but that that place fucking went crazy. And obviously, it might have been one because it was against Jay White. But Okada holding up that belt, people went nuts on that. Yeah. And like, well, you no, got to see. Later, you also got to see a, a New Japan title change at Madison Square Garden on U.S. soil. Like it's not something that happens often. True, true. Um, no. Well, y'all got uh, to see it. I was half asleep. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but that was pretty cool. Great match. I, I thought it was a fantastic end of the card. Um, Naito gets the the mic, starts doing a promo like every champion. That's one thing I do absolutely love about. New Japan is that the champion ends the card. Um, they always end the end the show, and I think that'd be cool if, if WWE did that. But then again, WWE has so much going on that you know, different champions um, end the card or, or different storylines end it. 
Um, but it wasn't the the complete Kofi Kingston or Becky Lynch finally reaching the top and holding the belts up uh, at the end of the match because there was a run-in at the end of it all. And Kenta showed up out of nowhere and beat the living hell out of Naito. Uh, Didn't he just lose his belt earlier, though? He did. He did. He lost his belt to Goto and came out and just, de- just demolished. <laughs> he thought it was Cody and Juice Robinson again. <laughs> uh, so that's going to be an interesting storyline to see what they do there. Uh, we'll, I'm sure we'll get more tonight at New Year's Dash. Um, but Kenta uh, didn't see him being in the title picture right away. But it's kind of interesting. The guy who couldn't get a, a run at all because he'd be injured or they just didn't use him right in NXT is all of a sudden in the title main title picture in New Japan. Um, he hasn't even been back a year yet, and he's making shit happen. Um, but the two of them in, in, in a match and a feud, I'm interested to see what they do with that. I don't know if he's going to be going for the IC or the heavyweight championship, but you know, I, I would imagine probably the IC title. Um, but it'll be interesting to see. But yeah, he's, he ended the car. The match ended. Uh, our show almost ended. He was uh, sitting on top of Naito with the belts in his hand until he got ran off by Ally J, who showed up, you know, five minutes later, again, <laughs> not coming out to help their boy out. Like, what the fuck? You have one of the biggest factions in the organization, and nobody could fucking come out to help him out. Um, but Bushi finally showed up and, and made Kenta run away. But other than that, no, it was a fantastic card. Exhausting, but fantastic. I'm. Um, but yeah, it was uh, when you get a chance, definitely watch it. It's it's definitely worth the time to watch the the card. Yeah, I'll probably uh, throw it on in the background while I'm watching football today. Um, so that's it on Wrestle Kingdom. I like Wrestle Kingdom. I, like I said, I don't I don't watch New Japan a lot, but I'm always they're big cards. I really do enjoy because, like I said, you don't have to know what's happening to enjoy it. The time change, so especially being three hours ahead of where you are like it doesn't start till 2 a.m over here so just imagine that shit like on a friday night saturday morning vice versa but um this coming week we should have a lot of news breaking in the world of american wrestling with aew raw smackdown nxt because we are headed full gear now or full gear full speed ahead towards uh the next February pay-per-view from AEW and Royal Rumble. So we're going to get a lot of news coming out of our American-based points right here. And then you got uh, New Year's Dash coming up tonight. So we'll have some stuff to talk about from New Japan also next week. Speaking of Royal Rumble, and now that we are officially full-blown into WrestleMania season, say it for those in the back again, WrestleMania season, Tampa Bay, here we come. What do you feel about Charlotte Flair being the first person to declare for the Rumble? I don't know, but I thought her promo was stupid. Thank She's you. like, I'm the woman, I'm the first person this decade to declare for the Rumble. Like, and it was before still, the fucking year was over. December 30th. What the hell are you talking about? Oh, she said it like four times. Oh. Yeah, like, that was just, she said it the first time, and I was like, okay, she made a mistake. And then she we're said gonna, it again. We're going to go back to Jen, to Jen Decker in the back. <laughs> But I don't know. Charlotte's not going to win. I don't see Charlotte winning the Rumble for a while. I don't see Charlotte having a title again for a while. 
I hope uh, not. Yeah, so she might be tag team champion with somebody. She'll but... uh, she'll she'll be at the she'll uh, she'll be she'll be wrestling WrestleMania next year for the Roman title. Reigns has announced he's in the Royal Rumble also. He's the first man announced to be in it. Fantastic. First person of the decade. He should have came out. Yeah, he's so. officially the first one of the decade. I would have, I would have said I'm like first person this decade yeah. to Not the last that person of that decade to announce. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know who wrote that and told her to say that, but somebody uh, should have stood up and be like, Y'all know it's December thirtieth, right? But that's little stuff we talked about earlier that goes under the radar that people are missing and that they need to tie together and get the shit right. But I believe we didn't talk about AEW, but over the moment, but uh, Arn Anderson. Oh yeah, yeah. Cowboys Cody's can't coach. get a new head. Cowboys can't get a head coach, but Cody can. I love. I loved how. Uh, did you see the ending of the match too? How he jumped up and he's like, "Put your knees up!" And Cody heard him at the last second, put his knees up, and then got the roll. That was that was nicely done. Arn's getting a little long in the tooth though, so I don't know how how many times they'll be able to. Do something like that where they're cutting it that close because he was struggling getting up on that ring apron. But yeah, my coffee thing was going off in the background. I didn't want to have that going, so I muted it. But uh, anything else you want to get to before we get out of here? It's been a long show. It's been a Wrestle Kingdom type show. I uh, might have to break this up into two 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 postings. Uh, what's episode 63, 64? Is that, what it is? <laughs> yeah. is that how we're going to get to 100? <laughs> we're going to start recording double episodes and record and send it, releasing them two days ahead of time or apart from each other. Oh, we got to find a cliffhanger spot. We're 95 days away from WrestleMania, Marty. 95. Uh, did you book your, your hotels and all that stuff yet? I got to like book mine this week. I haven't. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll send you the we'll link of the that. hotel I'm staying in. It's really good pricing. Um, I'll I'll tell you where it is and all that when we get done with this. But for now, this has been episode sixty three, I believe. Is that what I said earlier? Episode sixty three. Your boys, Santana Garrett's favorite wrestling podcast, unofficially. We're just gonna we're just gonna call that. What is Thank that? Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. I oh, appreciate that. You got your Christmas present, I see. Bringing my day with Santana Garrett all day, every day. Uh, Maybe I should have got one with Charlotte. We almost went (laughs) went an hour and a half without a Santana Garrett reference, and here we go. Ending the show, Santana Garrett. Her favorite podcast. Whether she wants it to be or not, that's what we're we're building. We're going to get a t-shirt that says Santana Garrett's favorite podcast. Done. Boot to the face. Episode 63. We will see you guys next week. Thanks for tuning in. For Marty Vasquez, I'm Chris Rucker. Peace! Later.